Greetings and welcome to episode 11 of Side Scrolls, a weekly podcast where a colorful cast of characters discuss and break down the big news stories in gaming. Leading this ragtag group of ne'er-do-wells is your host, me, Robert Schlofke. Next up is a real straight shooter to tell it like it is and break down all our technical queries, Andre De Silva. Yeah. That's me. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what you expect. I mean, I'm not going to match that. Uh, remember how you guys get on me about the whole lack of enthusiasm? Yeah, that, that's the cake. All right, I'll do a normal one then, okay? No, I liked it. That was fun. I liked it. I think it's, it's good. It's good. <laughs> now up to the plate is a dame whose tongues and wit are sharp enough to cut through any flam flam to deliver you biting commentary heidi soto that's right flam 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 away <laughs> <laughs> finally with his gumshoe instincts and uncanny ability to state the obvious christian ranches hey holly hoopa <laughs> it's from dumb and dumber oh god no I would not have ever remembered that. I know. It's very obscure. It's like the last. Remember the end of the movie where they see the models at the, at the bus? Yeah. Okay. So, the one, no. so one of the models goes, hi, everybody. And then this other model just goes, hey, Haleupa. And I'm just like, what the hell does that mean? Kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, the, well, at least the hardest part of the uh, episode is done with. So let's get it. <laughs> now we can actually start this 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 thing, whatever it is. Wait, wait, are, are yeah. we recording? I've been look recording. At, look at your screens. Is there? Yeah, yes, is I the am. red dot on? Uh, <laughs> yes. So, okay. in case you guys didn't notice, like last week we didn't have an episode. We, and no, no, we didn't try to make we an episode. Had, we had an episode. <laughs> was an episode. We had an hour and a half. That we thought we were recording. Yeah, we'll and, and for the most part, recording was happening, just not all of it. I, I'm the one that records. I'll admit it, and I goofed up. I, uh, I wasn't recording my actual audio. I just recorded everybody else's. So we now have an official lost episode that will never be released. Never. I would, I'm not gonna say never. <laughs> I would say never because I have all the like the uh, data on Wouldn't it. Wouldn't so. that be such a messed up episode to listen to where we're just like listening and you just yeah. hear nothing but silence because everybody's just listening as you're doing most of the talking. I, I just you, you're, missing, you're missing the opportunity here. You could really record the entire thing, but like say like different things that may not make sense, but it would be hilarious like yeah. saying it. You know, that's what we we're well, saying. Say, well, saying saying things that don't make sense on this podcast is pretty much how we roll. Exactly. So it wouldn't be that far from the actual truth. Holly Upa, motherfucker. That's right. So I guess we should just start this thing. Uh, so, uh, I, like I said, I'm your host, Robert Shalofi, and we're just going to start breaking down the news. Good, 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 good news, everyone. 
So we did talk about this last week uh, in our lost episode, but it was a big story, and I figured we we really do have to comment on it. And that's the whole uh, anthem and what went wrong debacle that uh, Jason Schreier posted up on Kotaku. Now, if you guys, well, I know you guys know, but any of our listeners don't know, you know, Anthem has been less than favorable in the eyes of the players and the critics. It's just, like I said, when we had we had previewed it in our demo, it was we just had a lot of problems with it where it wasn't wasn't where we thought it would be or hoped it would be. And this article by uh, Jason Schreier just basically lays down. It's a huge article that I highly suggest everybody check out, and I am going to post it in the uh, show notes, uh, that just everything that could go wrong with this thing went wrong with it. From not having a vision, because this game was in develop- development for seven years, but it, it's crazy. <laughs> it didn't even really start picking up until, like, what, year four, uh, according to this thing? Yeah. yeah. Show me the seven years. I, I'm like, are you <laughs> <Right>? serious? <laughs> it's like, it couldn't have been that bad. Oh my god. Well, but, those are know, the, those are the lost years. They they actually released a YouTube video now, basically like official Kotaku video where Jason Schreier, or Schreier, he like basically just reads the article, you know, um, wow. which is it's a little easier, I guess, if you don't want to read the entire thing. It's 11,000 words, so it will take a bit of time. Uh, one interesting thing that came out after that is because he said, and I'm going to branch off topic here a little bit, but he actually wrote an article on the state of Dragon Age 4. Um, and he says in the article that because he talked to so many Bioware employees, he got like a bunch of information on a Dragon Age 4. And like he's linking a parallel which kind of, I guess, is a little, it's not the best, uh, you know, news. Because apparently Dragon Age 4 had a complete, like, it was like a really, like, well, like, run process. So they had already, like, gone through the, like, concept of the game, the story, and all that stuff. Uh, and then the team was basically taken from the game, and uh, they were put into Dragon, uh, not Dragon Quest, sorry, uh, Mass Effect Andromeda. And uh, mm. at the end of Mass Effect and Dragon, if you beat it, uh, on the credits, there's actually like a credit to, it says uh, Dragon Age uh, fi- finalizing team or something. And it's all those devs that were working Dragon oh, Age 4. Oh, wow. But then they go back to work in Dragon Age and EA is like pretty pretty psyched about the whole uh, games for service thing. And they basically tell them to cancel all work they've done on Dragon Age 4 and start from scratch as a game that has a multiplayer online okay. component. Oh god! And it's and it's being built. I was so scared. Built. I was so scared. That's where you were going with it's this. It's being built with the toolkit <laughs> from Anthem. So uh, no. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry to be the guy. Oh my god! What is happening? It does. It does say on the article though. Like he goes on to say that, like people, there's two like. Two different opinions from employees of Bioware. One that it's kind of doom and gloom, and the other one that it's not so bad. Like there's a main story that still there's like there's just like a multiplayer component to it, like an online component to it. But it's not it's not going to be like uh, Anthem, you know, Dragon Age, uh, you know, skin type thing. Well, I mean, uh, Inquisition had like a multiplayer component in it too, and I think Dragon Age 
2 did as well uh, where you know you could do like these like little scenarios with a group of four players kind of like how Mass Effect 3 had that that mode as well where it was just like kind of like a horde mode like where you just you and a group of t- people just fended off like waves of enemies oh yeah like a little basic uh, multiplayer or something mm-hmm. yeah, think, yeah so that, that was more like a like an always online component type thing uh, which I mean if I think about uh, games like what's that game Bloodborne um, who which you like it's a single player game but there was like when players went by a little area they could drop like a a message for you or if you, if you had the online component on or they could like jump into your game and they appeared as ghosts and could help you like in fights and stuff like that there's ways I think there's I'm not saying that, that was perfect in Bloodborne I'm not sure if you guys played it I think Robert played it uh but it was it was interesting, you know. It worked. Um, so who knows? There's there's hope. Yeah, yeah. That's like a multiplayer. Uh, uh, what is it? What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, opt-in multiplayer, where you really don't need it, but you know, they're like it helps you a little bit. But that was like in Bloodborne and all the Dark Souls games, where it's not like strictly like a multiplayer game. You have to actively like search for doing this and meet certain criteria in order to ask for help in that game. But yeah, but like, like I said, this article really deep dives deep into it, uh, and it just talks about how there's a low morale in in Bioware right now, especially amongst like the 19 uh, sources that uh, Jason got, and just talking about how this pretty much it seems like this was like a disaster upon disaster upon disaster where nobody seemed to really have a direction where Anthem was going to go, and there was kind of like a uh, mentality in Blizzard's higher ups where you know it's all going to work out in the end. Bioware. You know, after just like uh, sorry, Bioware, uh, where if they just put in like crunch hours, which is like people working 120 uh, hours a week, uh, that they'll get it going towards the end. Meanwhile, there were talks about how, you know, they were driving some of their developers to, you know, basically find a, a corner or a closet somewhere to go in and lock themselves so they could, like, just cry how, like, stressed out and, you know, depressed they are having to take vacation or, like, mental mental breakdowns. And this is not the way anybody should be treated at work no matter what they're going to make and especially like in games you know we all love games but i don't want i don't think the cost of that is worth it to play like you know anthem or any of these types of games like take your time you know everybody needs to be healthy i guarantee you if if people are healthy and happier they're going to probably work a lot better for you um, yeah i agree instead of just instead of just driving these people to the ground and uh you know that's when people will crash and burn and just either wind up leaving the industry altogether and, and trying to do something else or, you know, worse, you know. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, if you're putting 80 to 90 hour weeks in, that's got to be, that takes a toll on your health and your mental state. It's just, you know, kind of makes me feel a little guilty that I love Dragon Age Inquisition. And uh, it was pretty much called out on the article that, you know, some of those employees were saying that, they almost wish that it hadn't been as successful as it was because it was through so much toil and uh, like just excruciating workload for them that um, being a success, it kind of made it just, I guess, fueled the EA and uh, 
the higher ups to think that that was the way to go. So unfortunately, it seems like the toxic environment has been festering there. So I'm hoping that it's just not going to be a, a norm and maybe it's just temporary. I I don't know. I'm just uh, kind of disappointed that hearing about you know Bioware's uh, current environment. Yeah, and it just seems like they're taking everything they like. I mean, I know I didn't play Mass Effect and Andromeda. I actually didn't mind it, but a lot of people were disappointed in Mass Effect. And then Anthem, uh, Mass Effect Andromeda, and then Anthem came out. We all know how that's going. And now they're doing. They're, it's like they're doubling down and we're like, oh yeah, everything that we're doing with Anthem, let's do it with Dragon Age, you know, because everybody loves that game. So what can go wrong there? Right. Mm. And I mean, and I liked Andromeda. It's just that I. D- after knowing all of this, I'm like, you know what? Nothing is worth that. It's just not worth the the lives at stake. Really, they are. And yeah, absolutely. It's just, uh, it's too bad. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, this has been out for like a, a little over a week and a half now, and there has been a few follow ups to this. Like one one thing that happened right after this article came up, and I just want to breeze through these real quick, is how uh, Bioware. You know, hadn't read the article, but they had released a statement about the article, basically lambasting it, saying that the sources aren't really, you know, correct. It's not how they treat their employees, and the fact that there should they don't believe in name calling people, uh, and it, it's no way to uh, motivate people to do better or anything like that. Uh, and it, it was very like half-hearted, and it was it was a non-apology for what they were doing. Uh, and then after that, a couple days after that, Casey Hudson, which Casey Hudson is the lead director now at Bioware. Or I keep yeah, no Bioware. Yeah. Uh, and he basically had you know admitted like, listen, we know that there are problems in this company. Uh, there's problems in game making in general, and. We want to focus on helping these people, but they st- he still disagreed with the article saying that you should not be calling out people. And, and the article really didn't call out anybody. It wasn't like right. one guy. Right, yeah. It was just it was the culture <clears throat> and everything that had happened around their decision making. Nobody could make a decision. There was no real leadership. And it wasn't saying that this guy was not being a leader. It was just like in general there was no leader for it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, there was no so, focus or like, and, and I think because of the lack of leadership, it just was like, what do you work with? You know, you're just mm-hmm. putting in all this effort, all this time and like at the danger of it all being scrapped and then restarting everything again. Like that just doesn't make any sense. But to me, I like the EA response was the, the richest thing of all, you know, within 15 minutes of the article being published and then they come out with, you know, the whole passion thing and that it's just you know we're just so passionate about like trying to excuse it and using that as almost this um not like like not a threat but like um no it's almost like like an excuse i guess like almost like 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 playing victims though like oh you know it's not going to help us develop games and uh we don't believe it's gonna it, it it you know name calling or anything like that will help will help in the creative process and it's like so yeah. it, was, it was ridiculous. But, yeah. Then, but and there are a few things that have been coming out because, you know, one people are talking about this a lot more, and this is not just you know, this is not just a Bioware thing. Like there's a lot of people discussing. You know, they go on Reddit like being anonymous, saying, "Listen, I work for you know, you know, a company and." 
it's a game developing company and you just basically take out Bioware and put so and so's name in there and it's the same thing that's happening. This is not this is unfortunately not just a one time thing and this is why there are more talks about, you know, trying to unionize game development and, and developers just because the environment some of these people are in, like this is I mean, I'm not comparing this to being a doctor or anything or <laughs> but like it seems like right now with these kind of work environments you have to have a passion to do this this is or like like being a teacher i guess like you know a lot of times it's not it seems like it's not a appreciated job or as much as it should be and then so if you want to do it you have to love well doing you it do you, but you, i think that it should be at the risk of your work life balance i think that no no i know i know yeah. uh I see what you mean, but I'm also. That's why I'm saying, like, listen, it doesn't need to be that way. It shouldn't be that way. It's it shouldn't just be because look, you're in this because you love doing it. You should be able to do it because you love it, but also because you're being treated well as like a human being and not completely disrespected, like this article points out in a, a lot of instances. And again, it's not one person saying, uh, you know, this guy treated me this way. It was just. In general, this is what happens in games where there's a lot of crunch. People, there are people that you know divorce and have these uh, uh, issues and just family issues because of this kind of stuff. Uh, but like I said, it's going to get a lot better and better. Uh, hopefully, hope, hopefully, it gets better. I, 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 I don't have my pulse on like you know all the developers or anything. Again, we're just like kind of commentating on this, but it just sucks. I mean, yeah, at the very at the uh, very least, you know, it there's brought it, attention has been brought to it. You know, and exactly. I know, yeah, and you know that people now they're going to be like, oh yeah, they're going to be looking at not just not just Bioware, but any other developers, and if they're if they have these kind of work conditions and kind of treatment of their employees, then they know now that they're going to speak out about it. So. Yeah, and that's really what's going to be needed to change things. Because mm-hmm. like, despite what anybody says, keeping your mouth shut is not going to do anything but just, you know, <laughs> cause more problems. Right. Uh, but, you know, everybody check out that article, please. Uh, I just want to get that article out of the way because, yeah, you know, it's, it's a, good been read. a rough article. It's uh, a good read. And it's worth it to, to check it out if you're interested in games and how games are developed. And if you are considering making games and working for one of these companies, you need to at least be aware of what's happening. So, uh, but we're gonna move on to the, on from that one, uh, and a little bit of a little bit lighter news. <laughs> Thank goodness. Listen, I know many people like to change their names, like. I, <laughs> Like, I I know because I mean I don't get three, it, but okay. No, okay, so I'll explain it. Okay, say I'm an impressionable. Let me start this story. PSN, congratulations! <laughs> you are finally PSN players. You are officially allowed to change your names. So, say you were like a, I don't know, like a 13 year old boy that seemed to find like fart jokes or you know wanting to put 420 in your name or marijuana boy like super like you know i mean we have our original junk emails from like 15 years ago that we still exactly so now like congratulations straight blazing 420 you're finally going to be able to change your name uh as a uh 36 year old man it probably isn't doesn't find that quite as humorous as as you used to uh, but so that's the good news. You can finally change it now. The bad news is there's chances 
half your data is going to be corrupted and gone. What? <laughs> so, so now, okay. You know, if you want to change now, if you want to change your name uh, on PSN or anything like Xbox, you you spend ten dollars and you just change your name. But the reason why it's taken PlayStation Network so long is because when they originally made this system back in um, uh, PlayStation Three when it first came out. They hardwired the names into the code, so it's basically it's why they haven't been able to do it, change it because you were basically. It's not like it's not like say you when you sign up for an account in the background you're like a number like whatever the serial number is and that name is just the display, so that's kind of I, I believe that's kind of how most systems work. So really, your name isn't the idea of you it's that actual like code behind it and your account is uh, is your is your actual name so with but with playstation your name was your serial number was your code uh, and because of that that's if you tried changing that it would basically like any other type of uh programming it would just screw up everything and so <laughs> they've been trying to figure out what to do and they finally did, and they just kind of bit the bullet, saying, listen, we know people need to be able to change their names. We finally worked out a, a structure. But any games or anything that you had prior to April April 1st, 2018, there's a very good chance uh, you're not going to be able to keep it. So any trophies you earned, or any, there's a high possibility that, like, games you had purchased digitally or anything like that, they are no longer going to be available. They're not going to register under your your uh, PlayStation ID. So <laughs> there is like that, that double-edged sword right there. That's ridiculous. Uh, so, yeah, but I mean, they really... Listen, they just... You guys haven't followed it from the beginning. Like, luckily, me... I think all of us really were fortunate enough that we didn't really have, I guess, stupid names or immature names or... Anything that we would be I mean, embarrassed I, I about. I kind of uh, think mine's a little immature, but I'm not gonna. I'm not <laughs> shying away from the past either. <laughs> well, yeah, but it's not like it's not vulgar or anything like that, because you know there are some people that do have those types of names. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they still see like you still see like sixty nine, sixty nine, lol as as names and stuff. <laughs> yeah. All right, I guess. That's and then the those part. are the ones you don't want to play with, like yeah. on Division Two. Exactly. If I see that, I'll be like, no. All right, bye. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, and that's kind of like the age of now, like where you make a stupid decision, before, like when you're a kid, and you, they had to live with that, unless they wanted to, you know, get rid of all their information or anything like that, like lose their games. Because before you just had to make a new account. Now at least they're saying you can finally keep the account, but you know, you just are. They just have to admit, like you're not going to be able to keep any everything. But it's like. It's, you have to cut the cord sometimes. And look at that, and then you have to. It it's it costs you ten bucks. Like the first name change is free, but then if you want to change it again, yes, it's going to be ten bucks. That's great. Uh, whatever. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, and it's like five dollars for PlayStation Plus subscribers. Which chances are, if you're if you have online, like if you have like a PlayStation ID, the only reason you'd really really care about it is if other people saw it, which means you'd have to be online to do that. Right. Uh, so. But yeah, these people are finally able going to be able to do it. Congratulations! <laughs> Just you know, be prepared to. I guess they <laughs> were waiting. There you go. Woo. <laughs> and they did say if if there are an abundance of problems with your 
account afterwards, you can change it back at any time for free uh, to what your original name was. Mm. So, okay, it's still a cluster. It's it's the only way they can do it. It's just like a a bad fix to a bad problem that they had no other way of doing it. <laughs> but ooh, that's uh, <laughs> that's that's rough for play, play, PlayStation. Network subscribers, uh, but <laughs> speaking of other bad news and just rolling with the punches, our f- industry's fa- favorite punching bag, GameStop, has just finally released their yearly uh, report, fiscal report, and it turns out, oh boy, people they are losing money hand over fist. Now I think we had report reported what a couple, maybe Heidi's first episode, we had talked about their third quarter losses. Yeah, it was like well now we're. Hundred million or something like that. Yeah. Well, after their all their whole year, they've wound up losing six six hundred and seventy three million dollars. But now that is also wow. including after selling something for five hundred million dollars. Oh my is, god. Uh, oh okay. <laughs> which is their? Uh, let me see if I can read it. I love this head. This is the headline. GameStop announces losses of. Six hundred seventy-three million, but believes its future is bright. It's like, come on, how? Because you got to spend money to make money, or you got to yes. you got to lose what? money to find money. No, I know. They're, I think that's more like it. They're turning into a only VR store. That's right. I guess there are some people out there who will appreciate that. You got to put on goggles just to walk in and see all the products. <laughs> <laughs> that would actually be pretty I mean, Oh my I, god, these 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 games feel so real. <laughs> but think about that though, like you like imagine like a uh, like a Best Buy, but if everything is completely empty physically inside when you go in the door, you put like a VR goggle and then the store is like VR and everything exactly. that you buy, it's like online. Exactly. That would, be, that would yeah. be pretty awesome. Yeah, and like, so just looking at some of the, these, um, the data points, like new hardware sales had fallen 1.3%, while new software sales dropped 5.1%. Pre-owned sales fell 13.2%. Good, good. By game substandards, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> yeah. That's what we want. <laughs> so, uh, and then accessories jumped up, collectibles jumped up, and digital sales increased. But their digital sales are going to be going away now. <laughs> that's for sure. Because of the uh, no more uh, codes they can. Oh, that's can, uh, right for place, for PlayStation. Yeah. So right. <laughs> this GameStop is Whoop. going to. I would be surprised if it doesn't turn into like the way of uh, KB Toy Stores, Toys R Us, uh, very very soon. But I'll definitely report the last days of uh, GameStop when it finally comes. We should all be. We should all be We're- there just going to be raiding GameStop when that comes. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, like, you know, I have actually thought about going to like game like credit where credits due, I guess. But like GameStop is going to have like their spring sale uh, like April 7th through the 15th. And one of the the only reason why I really want to go there is cuz there's you can trade in your old PlayStation for $200 and that would kind of put the PlayStation Pro at like a $200 price point that I could probably get and would be worth upgrading for oh. me, but I still haven't debated if I want to do that. But hmm. you know that option is there, uh, so so we'll see. <laughs> I don't know for sure if I'm going to do that. I mean, I can but, understand uh, that actually. 
you wanted a yeah, bit of an upgrade, just, of course. I mean, I don't yeah. think that's unreasonable. Especially since it's like, but the, it's like a terabyte. PS5 coming out um, next year, though. Isn't that the thing, though? Like, I don't, I don't know. Well, and that's the thing. Like, I'm also thinking about because I, I would. I mean, I don't I, know anything about PS5. Well, nobody does, except the people who are working at Sony and probably a few developers, because right. nothing has been announced. I think this year they're going to, an, uh, at E3, game, Xbox is going to announce their new system that's going to come out uh, probably next year. And then maybe uh, like later in the year, PlayStation might you know finally start introducing their stuff. But for now, nobody knows. But if it's not fully compatible with all PlayStation 4 games, uh, at least PlayStation 4, hopefully PlayStation 3 as well, then there's going to be a lot of people are going to have problems because all Xbox has already said their new system is going to be completely compatible with every game from Xbox and uh, you know Xbox 360 and uh, Xbox, which is freaking awesome. Uh, one, yeah. yeah, everyone should be doing that. I mean, come mm-hmm. on, how long has it taken to be able to do that? I mean, I think it's a great move, and I hope that to hear the same from Sony. Yeah, remember when yeah. PlayStation 3 was going to be like, oh yeah, or you could play PlayStation 2 games. You know, and, yeah, and that was like, like ten games. Yeah, and it lasted. No, no, it was the uh, the first run, yeah. the very like the when the system was like six hundred dollars. Yeah, oh my god. Yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> it was. Those were the only units that were able to like do uh, backwards compatibility. Man, I yeah. I wish I could do that. Just because you know I like having systems, but usually when you get the new system, it's very rare that you want to hook up another one because you exactly. only have so much you know real estate in front of your tv i mean i suppose i could just be, get a pc and just play everything since like you know 1980 and you know up till now but i don't have that luxury if it, if it does want to work because <laughs> in fairness some of these games do not That's still true. on uh, <laughs> pc but yeah so we'll see what happens going forward uh next just I wanted to announce that uh, you know me and Andre are big WoW players, and they had finally, yeah, yep. after much 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 anticipation, they have finally released news on the new uh, 8.2 content patch that is still probably about three months away. But this is the first time where they've really like delved into it because right now there's a lot of players that are unhappy, and like like myself, I'm actually I have stopped playing a great deal I, I have no longer been raiding i don't really go on it every day anymore now i might go on once a week or so but the game has not been fun for me for you know a good three probably two months now uh but this huge patch which is going to add two new zones they're going to add like more quest lines or change completely overhauling the the in-game system that everybody's been complaining about uh they're finally adding flying to the game which to, you know, people like you, Christian and Heidi, it really doesn't mean anything. But trust me, to the WoW players, I don't think there's anything that was not exciting about this patch, as well as also like new, the new story content with uh, the Naga and Ishara. Uh, would you agree with me, Andre? This patch is ridiculous. It's almost like its own expansion pack, and um, it's not playing as well. I actually canceled my subscription. I think somewhere. In like the middle of like February, I think maybe the end of February. Uh, and the only thing that sucks, the seven point two or sorry, eight point two is not coming out until July. So it's gonna quite. I guess more time for me to play the division. Um, but I am very excited about it. The fact that so so there's this uh, city called Najatar, which is like the capital of the Naga, 
and it's underwater, and I detest underwater content. I hate it with a passion. Uh, but they mm-hmm. did something really cool. Uh, sorry about that. I had to sneeze. Figure I would spare you guys. <laughs> uh, I was wondering what yeah. happened. Yeah. <laughs> I hit the mute button just in time. <laughs> no, but anyways, so instead of making like a, a underwater, you know, city zone thing, it's actually like the entire place has like magically been like parted against the water so like there's this huge mountains in the background but it's actually like the seawall somebody just like moses it up you know like divides the sea sort of deal <laughs> uh and uh i thought that was pretty pretty neat so but yeah man i'm, I'm psyched maybe we can convince uh heidi and Kristen to play a little while sometime who knows i mean yeah i <laughs> oh, played since okay. 2004 that's I, uh well, i think i played i played, I, I, played world I, of War, I played world of warcraft for literally one hour and people started talking to me, and I, I'm like, no, I'm done. No, I, I was on your, <laughs> I was on the, the guild and everything. I mean, I was on it for like over six months and playing nonstop. Yeah, no, it was. Listen, like I, I love WoW, but you, <laughs> you have to be careful with WoW because it is a, a time oh, sucker. Yeah. Like hands down, like it is a. My uh, boyfriend at the time on, like threatened to leave, actually, because because <laughs> I was just spending too much time, <laughs> and I get it. <laughs> mm. uh, but I mean, and actually, nowadays, like there, it is possible to not spend as much time doing it. But there are people that that's their only game they play, and one of the reasons why I kind of got off of it recently is because there are many other games that I want to play as well, and just being able to do the time commitment, especially with raiding, which is like six hour anywhere between five to six hours a week, uh, weeknights. And having to be there and scheduling myself, which just hasn't been able to work out the last like month or so, so I kind of had to step back too. Uh, and plus, like you know, Division and these other games it gives me a chance to kind of uh, get back into them. And that, that's just what really happens in WoW. Sometimes, you know, WoW is a game that I am like, it's it's it's, it's the game I'm married to, where I come, I, you know, I'm committed to it. I'm not going anywhere. It's going to be you there. It's going to be but, coming you know, back. I, I kind of. Uh, like I have, like I had thought, like two, three expansions ago, I'll be like, "That's it, I'm done with WoW. I'm never doing it." <laughs> now I realize that th- th- that's never gonna happen. No matter how, <laughs> how angry I am at the game, I'm always gonna come back and say, "Like, oh, I missed you." You know, think about the good times together and decide to join again and make all the same mistakes over again. So yeah, it's a good game, but uh, it's fun. It is good. So now, Andre. I, I know I've told you many times about how uh, I'm excited about VR, and I do want to see what VR is. Like. <laughs> I know yeah. one of the complaints you've had is, "Oh, it's 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 it's, it's too expensive. Yeah. I, don't, I don't get. It. I'm not. I, I can't commit." Well, what if I told you you can get VR for under a hundred bucks? Oh my! He's really trying to sell you on this. <laughs> now, so what just happened, like? I want to say like uh, last week was Nintendo. God bless Nintendo. I tell you what, <laughs> Nintendo, you keep doing Nintendo and we're going to be all right together. <laughs> so in this world where there's the $900 Oculus Rift or uh, what's the other one? Um, there's the PlayStation VR and there's one other one. I, c- I can't remember what it is, but you know, the, everybody wants to try VR and get into VR. Uh, 
So nobody had possibly thought that Nintendo would try and do something. And guess what? <laughs> they are. <laughs> Nintendo Labo, which I, I know you guys don't know what Labo is. Basically, it's like a construction kit where they... Who are you talking to? It's basically... Labo, Labo. Everybody knows what Labo <laughs> it's is. It's Labo. Oh, yeah, yeah. Labo. Everybody it's, uh, Labo. it's that thing that people do with Nintendo. Yeah, with Labos. Yeah. I don't know what that is. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, La- Labo is an initiative by Nintendo because most people don't realize Nintendo was not always a video game company. They were a card company and a toy company first. That is right. And that is what they are. Uh, they're continuing to do that, and they are making their own VR set, which is basically literally cardboard. You put cardboard together to make a Labo, uh, make a little VR attachment to your switch and this thing is like to get i think it's like 40 dollars for just the main labo kit and then you can get like 20 dollars for uh the vr set one and another 20 dollars for vr set two which listen this is not like the high-end experience real world <laughs> stuff like you're really there we're but not gonna go to game I've been, on this. you know what i actually think it's pretty cute especially if you have kids it's like something to do with them like a little diy project and yeah i think it's cute i know my brother he lo- he actually was telling me about how he's able to do this with my nephew and they mm-hmm. they love it. So I I mean it's and what I saw from the Labo kit or sorry, Labo kit, it's uh I mean I'm impressed with what you can create. Yeah, and like I said, there's there's three kits that are coming along with this. The first kit is just uh let me see, you get the VR headset part and there's gonna be like some mini games and in most of these things they take like Anywhere between an hour to three hours to make, depending on what the the Labo kit is. I think this one says uh, uh, takes uh, twenty to thirty minutes, or as long as two hours to make these things. And like I said, it's it's something fun you can do. It's it's for those people that just like to craft and do stuff. It's it's almost like that. It's it's a physical thing that you build together, like Come on, Andre, Legos or like anything to else craft. like that. Colin, don't you want to pretend you're like an elephant with the uh, elephant attachment or a bird or anything like that? Oh, man, every day. Uh, but, like, I wake up every day. <laughs> that I but listen, that. like, what's surprising is I have, I looked at, like, several sites and several reviews, and they are saying for what VR is and for the fact that it is a uh, Nintendo Switch that you literally put in the cardboard box with a few things, is this is a really good way to try VR. Like, they say the games are fun. They're like little mini-games. It's not like any 40-hour games. Uh, you might spend a couple hours playing with it and get that experience, but it is enjoyable and uh, a neat way to do it. And like I said, if you're ever curious about VR in general, this is a good thing to just try. I mean, it's a low price point in inventory, $80, to get the whole, the the whole thing, which is... T- <laughs> yeah, but I'm saying if you have a Switch. Like, if you don't have a Switch, then you don't have to get this, but... It's it's a good way, and just because you don't have a Switch, you don't need a good reason to get a Switch anyways because there's plenty of reasons between the Legend of Zelda or the billions of uh, indie games that are on it right now. So, But listen, I'm not... <laughs> this, this, this conversation, whenever Switch gets brought up, <laughs> is me trying to defend Switch against Andre that obviously has no... <laughs> cares for that system right now what, i don't know what you're talking about reason. i mean i, I thought I, i'm thinking about buying two of them actually so i'm just waiting for the uh the news to come out of 
what the new models are going to look like. It's just VR is just not my thing. And in fact, like things like this kind of turn me away from VR because, like Samsung, for example, has like a VR headset that you put your phone in, and like it's basically your phone stuck to your face with like some lenses. And this is this is kind of like on that line. It just for me, it just it just tells me like VR is like garbage. I actually was playing with that. I was playing with that like last weekend. I was at the Samsung uh, pop up, and that was there. And I and they had that. I I wasn't as uh, interested in it either. I'm it just didn't sell me. Like I'm just not in. I haven't gotten into the VR thing yet either. Yeah, I mean, I I'm not saying that there's not going to be a time where I want to try something. I want to be like, okay, it's really cool. I should get it. But like the entire concept just doesn't. Like I know what would excite me. But nothing though that I've seen right now excites me. Like mm-hmm. if the next like whatever, I don't know, I don't even know how, but like if there was like an RPG like Baldur's Gate or Dragon Wage, like one of these really gritty RPGs that you would play and somehow like you would kind of like be there or I, you'd have to be more than just like your your vision, but I, I don't know. I like I like having a screen, I guess. I just don't I don't see the the value of it. Yeah, and, and in fairness, like, I don't think you have, I haven't, I don't think any of us have really, like, tried VR proper as far as, like, the Oculus yeah. Rift or even, like, the, P, you know, PS4 I had, VR. I think the closest I got was the Virtual Boy. Well, no, that's, that's not VR. Like, <laughs> despite the fact that it says it was. That is VR. That's, oh, my goodness. That is not, that was, that was well, 3D. Yeah. Like, that, uh, that is a very much a black stain on Nintendo's uh, they history. They do not even probably talk about that anymore. <laughs> I would be, no, I'd be that one person raising their hand to be like, "What's this? Is this like the Virtual Boy?" And and that's almost like one. Like eventually, I am going to get like a PlayStation VR set, and you know, I'm going to play, it and then hopefully, I can get all you guys to come out here, and we can just try it. Like, because that's all. I, like, uh, it would be good to talk about it uh, too, uh, eventually. And there are some really good games that I think they're not these 60-hour RPGs. And I don't think I would really want that in VR because one thing about VR, a couple of problems, is one, I'll admit that you need the space to be able to work on it. So like tiny, small apartments that are cluttered and stuff, you really wouldn't be able to put this in because you're going to bang your knees on stuff or for the most part, especially if you have to stand up for something. And another one is the... uh, You're really selling me on it now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you have the space now. It's not going to be good for it. It's not VR friendly. Definitely not. No, probably not. And the fact that... If you put, you're you're putting on a helmet, you're putting on a helmet where the sound is on it, so your ears are covered, your your eyes are covered, so you are blocked out from the rest of the world. It's not like you know if you're doing that, like especially like you have a family or something, unless they're away somewhere, your attention is divided. So I wouldn't want something that would be like a sixty seventy hour game because. Uh, it would be impossible to play that pretty much for me. Something that's like maybe like a th- uh, something you could play for like 30 yeah. minutes to an hour yeah. secluded and playing, that would be something that's doable I, in know, VR. I think that like, I just popped in my head, like, you know how science fiction in a way like really like moves design forward and you can see like some technologies that like are coming from like, or at least resemble things you've seen in science fiction before. 
And I think that for VR, yeah. science fiction kind of fucked VR. Like, there's there's so much cool like VR movies or things that includes like futuristic movies that include somebody using virtual reality of some some of some type that it just seems like we're so far away from what like awed me before that I'm like okay this would be awesome you know that it's just not for like for me it's not that appealing right now because of that but I mean I'm willing to try you get the, the PSVR whatever I'm sure it's gonna be fun it's just I want it to be like the thing I want it to replace everything you know I want it to be like the only way that you like kind of like uh, what is that ready player one game uh, or movie uh, yeah ready player yeah. one <laughs> yeah. yeah or groundhog 2 I don't... groundhog day 2 <laughs> oh I and I I tell you what if I have a PS4 that I will guarantee you getting it and I and if you guys come over I am going to make you guys that. I I would love Just to see you... Andre play it <laughs> I mean there are some interesting but, things uh, about it cuz I know like that with uh, the Resident Evil 7 I know they had a VR a VR game for that too but that's like the only thing that would, would really capture me at this moment that or or yeah, if they did okay. virtual if they had like a virtual boy game but actual actually good That'd be cool too. Yeah, I mean, like uh, the Resident Evil Seven is a com- you can play it completely in uh, VR as well. I think like right now you can play Skyrim Four completely in VR, and what's oh, another big budget game? Um, Fallout, Fallout Four, 4 yeah. I think is. But what? So. like you know, like because I know it's like you play, but it's kind of like a it's like a fun, like a funny fun thing as opposed to like a real. Like attempt to make you game. Yeah, but and like I said, there's a couple of games like uh, Astrobot that I really want to try in BS4. There's a game called Beat Saber, which is pro, uh, is basically like you have lightsabers and uh, you just have to like slash these boxes. But they're re- it's supposed to be really fun and a hell of a workout. Oh yeah, I've actually seen that game. Uh, yeah, that, 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 that looks like fun. So let's let's kind of clo- close up on Labo. I'm I'm super excited about it, and I do want to play VR. I'm, I am excited about the possibilities, and even if it's not where Andre wants it right now, where you can kind of just plug a USB thing into your skull and and be on <laughs> the Matrix. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, it, this is the step. It's going to need to take this step to get there. So hopefully, before we're all, you know, on our deathbeds. That we'll we'll get that chance. Uh, uh, give me just a second. It's a little scary to have something plugged into to your skull, right? I mean, they're, 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 I, know, I don't know if name? I want it that far. Yeah, because you know how like Elon Musk keeps talking about he's working on some new yeah. crazy user interface or something. Some, he always has some crazy ideas that I'm sure is going to take like the norm okay, in a few years. Sorry, I'm back. Yeah. Oh but he I, apparently he's supposed to announce it really soon. He's been working on it for a while. But he's supposed to announce it really exactly. soon. Uh, but Elon Musk is working on some. He, it's very ambiguous. But he said he's working on some kind of new user interface that's going to like incorporate. Um, it's going to facilitate the 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 link between the user and technology, like like we've never seen before. Which was again that 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 doesn't tell us anything. But he's supposed to announce it pretty. I mean, maybe, some, maybe virtual reality. Maybe that's what it is. There's some applications out there that I think would be really useful. Like, imagine if you could have like a status effect, like, like be able to pull like a, either on like a glass interface or something. Look on your phone and be like the exact like amount of calories in your system right now, or like how much sugar you have, or 
like you may be hungry, but then you look like you can actually see like if you're supposed to be hungry or if you need to eat more protein or yeah. You know, like, it's kind of like when they it's kind of like when they were trying to do the whole Google Glass thing, you know, yeah. so they could always constantly see in your face. Oh yeah, you just yeah, you just have a permanent a permanent um HUD display HUD. <laughs> yeah, but like built with like biometrics, like stuff about your body, like that'd be I think that'd be awesome. All right. Well, after all that news, let's kind of get right into the games we're playing. Uh, surprise, surprise, we're all playing Division still. <laughs> so uh, let, let's do our uh, let's get our uh, Division update out of the way. So where's everybody right now? Like I know I have reached the end game right now, which is basically I had reached level thirty, and now I'm kind of doing the world. I think tiers. we all have reached uh, level thirty now. Yeah. Yeah, so what are you guys thinking about it so far? Like, I love what, it. What have you liked about it or uh, haven't liked I it? I actually love playing multiplayer. Like, I mean, teaming up with you guys, is it's just hilarious and fun. But then also even helping out just random people, is not. it's not bad considering how I felt about multiplayer for so long. And uh, this time I actually embrace it, so... I'm liking that. I'm liking my character and how I get to specialize a little bit more. I chose the sharpshooter um, specialization, so just started that. And I mean, I only leveled up to thirty like two days ago, so I'm gonna start to see what I can do from here on. No, definitely. Yeah. What about you? I, so I'm in a similar place. I mean. I, I got to 30, and I've only been able to play like maybe like two or three hours since then, uh, which I did. Uh, I think one or two side missions of the like the you know the invaded missions, which is the same missions that you play as your level, mm-hmm. but like new enemies and stuff. And then I did a one stronghold. Um, a couple things that let's start. I can also start with what, what I don't like. Like the the world tier system kind of keeps me feeling like. I was at some point like I wasn't, but I guess you guys were, and then now I am. Like my gear doesn't matter. Like whatever gear I get, it doesn't matter. Like whatever, like what's the highest score on my gear? I want to equip that and move on. And I feel like it's not gonna matter until I get to like the highest world tier, and then I'm gonna be like, okay, so now I'm here. Now the gear that I get is either gonna be, you know, better or worse, whatever. I can mess with it. So I'm not, I'm not super excited about how that's working out. Like I said, I need to play more to have like a real verdict because maybe I just haven't, you know, got enough loot yet. Um, mm-hmm. And then I've had some technical issues. Like I, I was saying on the text group that we had the other day, I think yesterday, the day before yesterday, that there was something wrong with the game. And it, I think what it is really is some of the missions, the AI is not really all there for like the new enemies. Uh, like I had a lot of weird stuff happening. Uh, like in one mission, like none of the enemies would fire at me. Like they would, like get behind me and they would say, "I flanked a target," and then I would turn around and see the guy, <laughs> and then I'd have time to like reload and shoot him in the face. Um, and then, man, I wish I was playing your game. Wow, <laughs> never had that problem. That's the thing. Like that's the thing. I I felt like there was almost a glitch. I was like, okay, this. I feel like this is like a server. There's something wrong here, you know, uh, because. As I kept going with that mission, though, um, that w- that would happen ever so often, but at some points it wouldn't. 
like some scripted fights, like yeah, everybody would come out swinging and fire and whatever. And then at some points, I could just walk around, like go around and cover and like pop people and stuff. Um, and then another mission they did yesterday was the bunker one, like the side mission where you go into the Washington Emergency Bunker. Uh, and there's this room that you get into. It's like a two level room, uh, but the top level is just windows that uh, you can shoot through, but you can't go into the area. There's like a closed door you can get to. Um, but then, like, they, like, so there's an encounter in that room, right? Uh, and you start fighting the guys, and once you kill like all the alive guys, the next wave comes, and like the next wave would come, and they would all be on those windows. And I was like, okay, that's really weird. So, you know, the first time, the first time they started fire, fighting, they had to run out of the, of the door. But then, like the mobs, they moved like away from the windows, and I couldn't start like a fight. I had to like keep throwing grenades. To like get their attention, and when I finally got their attention, the entire encounter respawned, and like all the mobs walked in the room and like murdered me. Um, and the second time, that didn't happen. But I was like, you know, like I'm looking at this room from the door, and I'm hiding behind the door, and all the enemies start coming from behind me, like the same place that I'm coming to the door, and they all start walking into the room uh, until they get to the middle. I'm just shooting at them. I'm I'm shooting all of them. They're just walking. Until they get to the middle, and then when they get to the middle, they turn around and start shooting at me. Uh, so I had some of those experiences that weren't great. Um, and I, you know, like I said, the loot system. Maybe it's because like I've played a lot of like looter, you know, shoot like WoW type games. Uh, that it's yeah. it's more like uh, ingrained thing for me. I'm looking forward to the end game to having like the best gear. Uh, mm-hmm. But um, you know, that's that's it. I mean, what I like, obviously, is the game. Like, I love the game, and I'm still going to keep playing it. Um, we talked about, oh, I guess we talked about the other show that never never made it, but, like, the change they've made to the weapon mods, I think, is really good. Uh, the specializations, yeah, I guess I'm not a huge fan of how little ammo you have. I wish, that like, the weapons maybe were a little less powerful, but you have more ammo, or at least that you had, like, one ammo that always regenerated, so, like, every minute or two you would have like one of that ammo but not more and then if you you could find more by like you know looting things but like i've played like two or three missions with like zero ammo on my weapon and not not using it at all and it was kind of disappointing so so i got good news and bad news about that because i had we, we had all talked about that and i had complained quite a bit like i had played before i got to the end game before the patch because last week no, it was last week. Yeah, last week there was a giant uh, patch, not a patch, but an update for the game where it basically uh, added an extra stronghold, which is like this uh, dungeon and uh, another world tier. Well, when they did that, and they added quite a few other changes, and when they had put the the changes for the uh, the mod. So basically, when you mod an equipment, uh, especially a gun. Before it was like you get a plus, like say plus stability, but you would always have a negative. Well, with this patch, it's like it reduced the buff you got for a weapon, but it also took away all the negatives. So there were no more negatives on the mod, which makes it a lot more enjoyable to play uh, because you're not having to like really sacrifice something. Uh, But what happened in this patch, and I had had to check the forums yesterday about this because it was just too ridiculous, was I remember getting a whole bunch of ammo uh, for the specialized weapons. Because the way it works is once you hit level 30 and you've done the story content, you get to choose 
basically the whole world changes. A new faction comes in and basically turns everything hostile again. All the maps, everything you cleared, it all turns red again. And but you also get a specialization. You get to pick specialization, which is like a class. Uh, and those classes have are tied to a signature weapon. So there's a sniper rifle, a like a crossbow. Uh, crossbow bu- bolt and then a <laughs> grenade launcher. <laughs> Sorry, for a uh, a crossbow, but ex- ex- exploding crossbow. Uh, yeah, uh, bo- I, yeah. So, anyways, so when you choose those, you don't get like ammo just laying around. You have to meet certain criteria uh, based on that. But I remember getting it before that. Well, with this patch, and it has been confirmed that there's a bug in the game right now where you're not getting the ammo. Oh. And it's something that the developers are aware of, and they're getting it to fix. They just haven't fixed why they haven't been able to fix it. I don't oh, know yet. That's good news. But it is a bug. Because I remember like going through like a firefight, and I'm not talking about like a just a stronghold. I'm talking about just like one firefight within their stronghold, and I would get like one or two. Yeah. You know, ammo. Drops okay, that makes that. sense. That, uh, I'm looking forward to that then. Yeah. So, and 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 I see what you're saying about the the equipment. Yeah. Uh, as far as you wanted to rush in, and and I'm kind of playing that way too. But I am one thing I like that I suggest you do more if you can is like figure out which things you like as far as your uh, like your build because building is really starting to matter to me too right now and uh i'm like on world tier four now i think and how many are yeah, there i'm on world tier four there's five okay in and total. It, the new so dungeon right now, only opens at five you no know, you have to beat the new one to get to five. Oh, uh, okay okay so basically like after you beat the fifth one it's the gear score goes all the way up to 500, and I think that's when you you have to start getting ready for the what raid. Uh, wh- but right, what what uh, world tier are you at, Christian? Uh, I just got the four yesterday. Oh wow, nice. Yeah, so so me and Christian are at four. Uh, Heidi, you're still at one, right? Yeah, I'm still at one. I'm at one too. So yeah. uh, here's a question I had too. Sorry, you have to do all strongholds to? No, no. No, so the way it works is you do two missions and a strong. If after you do two missions and you get your score, uh, sorry, your gear score to the required one, whatever that it says is basically like uh, I think for you it's two seventy five. Then you do a stronghold. Once you do that stronghold, it bumps you up to okay, the next. Okay, so that, so there's definitely something wrong because that stronghold, the first one, right? It's by the hyena territory. I was playing yeah. yesterday, and I thought that's the one that we did together. I thought I did it with somebody. I'm pretty sure I did. But I think I pulled a Christian, and maybe it wasn't like it wasn't like all done, and I left. <laughs> I saw the map today; that they showed like available, and I was like, "Where the fuck is that available?" And I also and I also mm. thought that I should be two, but I'm still one, and that's the answer to my question. I definitely effed it up. So thank you for clearing it up. Yeah. So no, no problem. Because like I said, you in order to do that stronghold and unlock it, you have to do the two missions that are tied yeah. to it. And you have to be that gear. If you're not that gear score, you are not eligible to be like. Even if you go with other people and you still complete it, yeah, you won't. I, go I up found that to be pretty easy to get to the first uh, gear level for that first dungeon. And I already did the mission. I already did the two missions to unlock the next one. So I should be able mm-hmm. to do like two back to back and get to three pretty easily, hopefully. 
Yeah, and I do recommend like anybody that's playing right now is do the two do the two missions to a stronghold, and then don't do any more of the main missions until you get to the next world tier, because you want that gear to drop from those to be what your next level yeah. is going to be. Oh, that's because, good advice. So, so like if you do say because some of some people do this like to do like all the side missions first and then do the strongholds well yeah, if you do that me. you're only getting gear from like the, the your, world events. you're only going to get the gear for the that world tier and you're never you're going to waste it now one thing that i did that I, it's not i didn't cheese it or anything i, I did have somebody go with me and he, they kind of helped me get gear gear <laughs> no not really it's perfect it's, it's like it's playing it's playing games. within the rules of the system yeah <laughs> And uh, it just helped me get the gear faster because I do want to get that ear game, uh, end game because I notice in this game that that's kind of where I want to be right now. It's just, uh, it doesn't bother me to have to get that gear that way. I, it just doesn't. Uh, but anyways, so one thing that's neat that Christian, you had a problem with that I remember what I was talking about is when you do one of these missions, you get five uh, skill points into your specialization, right. which each specialization is a maximum of like 160. Well, one thing you can do is, which I like, is if I've done all six of my missions, but if I go into Andre's thing and he has missions that he hasn't done yet, I can go help him with those and I will get five specialization points for those. But if I go into mine and redo that mission, I won't get that specialization. Points. Right. So it's weird. It's a little weird, but it's it's... It incentivizes also helping other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I think with, with the specialization points. Yeah, I just found out like recently that I was doing the the bounties just for fun, and mm -hmm. most bounties they they give you some. They give you like three specialization points as opposed to five from missions. But yeah, I've been doing that a lot. Um, yeah, to go on my in mine. I, I I am enjoying the game a lot. I love the game. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna undersell it that way. But you know, my only complaint with the gear score thing is that like. It's the focus on getting the gear score up. It's, it's it sacrifices the, the the stats. You know, like you have this gear score that's yeah. like yes. four hundred or four fifty, but it it drops it drops your health. It drops everything, and I'm like, I worked all this. I worked to get my skill points up. I worked to get my health yeah. up. But no, oh, if I want the, if I want the latest gear, the highest gear but, score, I have to sacrifice everything. And that's and that's what we mean. Like, and there's something that in like MMOs is very typical. Uh, so. You won't start like you shouldn't start caring about what your actual stats are until you are getting the highest level gear, because uh -huh. that's when you know you're not going to replace, or at least you shouldn't replace for a while. And that's when you really start to like. I mean, in other games, you may like enchant your gear or like make it better, or whatever. But like really taking care of it, like building your character around your gear, uh, which is kind of why, like Robert saying, like I was saying, like you want to get to the highest gear level, you know. Hmm. But one thing that I like, I one thing I'm really like about this game, and and this is different. Like I, I know I'm still in the very much the honeymoon period where I've been playing WoW for like 14 years, and this game for like what 20 days, like less than a month or just about a month. Where I like, I see the gear, and what I like about it compared to WoW is with WoW towards the end of the game you have like one option where you're going to get this gear you want this piece of equipment from this boss and then that's it like yeah. that's what you're going yeah. for well with this game with with I'm like looking at the equipment and the skills and 
you know, there's there's a piece of equipment that will let me get like twenty percent more explosive damage, and that's just like a uh, like a mundane thing. It's it's you know, it's just more damage. But there are these other ones that uh, I was listening to another podcast where he basically said he, he it's a thing for like a light machine gun where you start shooting your gun at at somebody and for every hit you get uh on him it like gives you a buff that you're going to get like a higher rate of fire but once it's you've maxed out that buff uh you have a chance from keep hitting him that's going to automatically refill your light machine gun ammo and things like that is like really neat so that and that way you're not reloading you just get to keep pushing it in there or you're finding these skills that will will uh modify weapons or things in really fun ways and i know it's it's i was thinking about this well it's different in wow because wow has to cater to 36 different classes and this you have like six sets of guns or seven types of guns and it's all about doing damage it's just how you're going to do that so it's a little different i know that from wow but i'm still having a lot of fun and i see there's a lot of ways to really customize your like play style in this that I'm really excited about. And and I had tried some of the modding before, which I really like in this game too, which I wish was in WoW, where the way, like, at you, towards the end of the game of your leveling process, you get a way to recalibrate your weapons or your equipment, which basically means all the equipment has a stats. Like, they have, like, an attack stat or an armor stat or, like, a skill stat. And if you have one of those stats, you can... You can take another piece of equipment and uh, put that stat on. So it's kind of hard to say that way. So basically, say I have like five armor on a piece of equipment that is 300. But I have this piece of equipment that is like 250 uh, eye level. But it has like a, say it has like a 30 armor, which is better than the one that's on my 300. Well, I can move that one that is on my lower piece onto my higher piece. And not only is it going to give me that number but it's probably also going to increase the item level of the thing i just have equipped, that's cool which is really nice I, I like that a lot but and so the way that works is so basically that's the enchanting version of of the vision yeah you, you know you sacrifice a lower thing it's it's more like a like you said the recal what is it it wasn't recalibration there was something in wow that was like that where you just basically took a stat that you didn't like and you replaced it with something yeah. you did like uh so you can modify pieces of equipment that way, which is really neat. Or if like there's a talent you want, like it, you can replace any talent on any weapon or a, any piece of equipment with a a different one. So like I said, twenty percent explosion, but you don't use explosion. Well, you have this one that gives you uh, like heals everybody uh, when you use an armor kit. Well, you could put that on there instead if that's what you're going to use. But there's a lot of I see a lot of combinations with this, and I'm really excited about getting. And making these loadouts like right now, you can unlock what like seven loadouts in the game. If you if you, I have not made one loadout because yeah. I do know that once you get to that five hundred or that late game, that's when you're going to build these builds, and you could do it a certain way. Like I love using certain skills, uh, <laughs> and I want to be a character that mainly uses skills as opposed to you, where you might focus on trying to pump out as much damage as you want with your rifle or sniper rifle or something like that. But there are those options in there. If you really get into that system, but we're all focused on just getting that number, that one number higher, and that's a problem I think with all like MMOs and live games where you wind up getting focused on that and tell you to the very end game that it kind of like sacrifices a little bit of uh, 
just kind of taking it in and not trying to like rush into it. Yeah. Uh, but I'm still having a lot of fun with Division Two, and I'm I'm going to keep playing. I, you know, we've got our clan up to level uh, eight now, Ooh. so uh, we're slowly getting up there. I'm super excited. So this guy's a question uh, that maybe I don't want to like shatter the glass here, like, uh, but. And I, I, I guess I'm, I'm not sure if this is a thing or if I'm just re- making a reference to How I Met Your Mother. Uh, you guys watch How I Met Your Mother, right? Oh, yeah. Love it. Yeah. In that episode where, episode. like, yeah, Barney talks about, like, how somebody eats, like, really loudly. And from that point on, like, like all the characters <laughs> you can't help but notice all these different flaws yes. about people. Like, that happened to me. Like, I swear, like, my wife never – I never used to have a problem with her eating. Like, and then after watching that episode – Whenever she eats, I'm like, "You're eating so loud, I can't, I can't stand it." <laughs> <laughs> so, here's my how, about, how is that like division now? <laughs> well, okay, so that, is, that was some the black, crazy... the black dust, black. What are they called? Is it black dust? Oh, the, the black, black tusk, tusk, yeah. Tusk, yeah. Maybe so I'm, black, not sure if you, I'm not sure if you guys considered this or not. The you, black you, tusk is like your wife eating. No, it's like I'm, I'm <laughs> let him get let him get across the point. Okay. Right. Black tusk. It may not bother you now, but after <laughs> I say it, it may bother you forever. Okay, got it. Got it. So, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna play I'm gonna play tonight. I'm, I'm gonna play tonight and be like, oh man, this is just like Andre's wife eating. Morning, <laughs> <laughs> you started all of this. <laughs> I get it now. Uh, so, anyways, like one thing about division that I thought it was really cool was like the whole theme, right? Like we're division agents. We're like this elite group of uh, sleeper agents that got activated, and we have this cool technology, and we're fighting these like kind of like Mad Max type of you know like gangs of like super gangs. I mean, some of them are a little more put together, more like militaristic or whatever, but they're all in a way kind of like jacked up right and we're better like mm-hmm. we have better stuff we have like more technology and stuff you know and like when the black tusks can't come along like i all of a sudden feel like i'm like like a hobo and they have the cool <laughs> stuff you know like they have all this amazing technology like where where are they like what part of the government were these people why aren't they helping us and then here i am with my little drone and they have like 19 fucking flying exploding drones <laughs> coming towards me and i'm like man like my gear sucks you know and that for me kind of like it, it kind of took my enjoyment of the game down a little bit uh, oh so. no, I, I, I was all for like it the warriors a little bit more yeah well so I, i'm not i don't think about why <laughs> these people are here like i just, i really don't give a shit like that's not what i'm getting out of this game it's like i'm not looking for like a deep motivation of why i have to kill these people or why they're better i'm just kind of like uh yeah i just want to kill them like that's they're they have red bars above their head and i need to bring those red bars down to zero that's that's kind of how i'm taking it uh but also i think you play a lot like you've been playing a lot more solo than we have like I really think, like, even if you just do, like, matchmaking and don't talk to anybody, like, that brings up the enjoyment of these games. Like, just hands down, like, you don't have to talk to anybody. I've done that on several missions by myself, like, going into it. And it's just, the game just, you know, it's not, people aren't flanking you as much. People will still, like, you know, 
resurrect you and and bring you up when you're down like even if you don't nobody talks anything but they're still like working as a unit it's a sloppy unit but listen like we all talk to each other and that doesn't stop me from dying every like you know 30 seconds or so so it's not you should you should try that yeah 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 but other than that uh do you guys have anything else you want to talk about division anymore this week anything Any closing no, thoughts? I just want to make my character more badass. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go play Division. And more pink. Yeah, oh, I do too. I I'm just, just having my my character outfitted in all pink as much as I can. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, that's the one thing. I need to get my color ready. I got I to gotta find the colors. Yeah, yeah and I, one thing I am pretty excited about, though, or I have to praise them, is with this update, they, they're doing their first event. And I... The reason why I like it is, is it's just like an invasion apparel event where you know you, you're doing things to get keys to unlock cosmetic things like uh, uh, skins for your guns or outfits. Uh, but what I like about it is it's it's something that you're it adds to the game where you're playing it. You'll get these things by just playing the game, and you get these nice little rewards, but. It's not something where I feel like, and this is a problem with like mobile games and stuff like that, where I don't think I'll complete it. I have to spend money. I don't feel like I have to spend money to enjoy this and get everything out of this event. Yeah, which is a problem on like a lot of games. Yeah, like I that. agree. Like, oh, th- what the game is like the the event is like three or four weeks long, and there's like thirty chests you're going to unlock. So basically, uh, <clears throat> whenever you level up, you'll get a key to unlock one of those chests and you automatically get one of those you could do like side things as well uh to get to get keys but i'm like one week in and i've gotten over half the chests already so it's just like a nice little thing that keeps you engaged with the world and it's you're doing you can do anything in the game to get that experience to get those keys and i think that's that's the strength of this game is it makes me just okay with just running around exploring the world you know doing these like offshoot like small events that you know, there's a billion of them on this map that they keep popping up, but it's still keeping me entertained and wanting to do these things or just, you know, going with somebody else and playing around with some of these things. So I have to like, so far, I'm really enjoying that system. And again, I, I'm well aware that this is like the first month of the game. So we'll see if that stuff is able to sustain us like, you know, two, three, six months down the line or if it really needs to. Yeah, I mean, so far, so good. Who knows? But uh, I'm enjoying it. Uh, one, I think we both played The Surge. Uh, I want to hold off on that one for another week. Oh, I think I'm going to dive a little bit more into that. Uh, but if anybody is interested in checking out The Surge and you have PS4, you guys can check it out. Uh, it's like the free PS Plus game, that in like Conan Exiles, <clears throat> which is a nice like a survival sandbox type game as well. Uh, and that night, I had talked last week about, or two weeks ago, about Steam World Heist, that like strategy 2D uh, physics game. And I just beat it this week. I put about 15 hours into it. It was a lot longer than I thought it would be, actually. But I had a lot of fun with it. But <laughs> it's one of those games. Is as soon as I beat it, I just clicked out, uninstalled it, and I was done with it. It was just <laughs> like something to like play. It was fun. I liked the story. I liked the characters. But I just like uh, I have no intention of playing that game again. <laughs> like. Uh, it was a nice experience, and it's, it was a good palate cleanser. So now I'm, I, I'm committing, and I'm saying it on, 
on the podcast, so I actually do it, but I'm going back to Nino Kuni 2 to finish that <laughs> now. I, I f- figure I had to vocalize and actually you say need to it finish so I can it. go back right. and do This it. can't be another Final <clears throat> Fantasy VI. Uh, no. no. I don't love it. <laughs> but speaking of palate but- <laughs> cleansers... <laughs> yeah, uh, that's that's actually a pretty good segue <laughs> too. So one other game we had played, and we we wanted to talk about it last week, but we hadn't, or several weeks. Ago. We all finally played Overcooked Two. Overcooked together. Two. Yep. <laughs> I love that game. So how did you guys? How did you like the experience so far? With that uh, playing. Uh, we're very awesome. uncoordinated. <laughs> Yeah, so what I like about Over- Overcooked 2 is basically a game where you're one to four chefs all working together to complete orders in a, in a restaurant. Uh, you all, there's things where you have to gather the ingredients, you have to chop the ingredients, boil the ingredients, whatever you have to do to make the plate, which usually could be anywhere from one to six steps to actually from the start of the meal to putting on a plate and sending it out. Uh, <laughs> and you'd think with four people... You guys are all talking, and you guys would all get together yeah, and be really like smooth. And you could just get things out. The kitchen. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. it's like hard to just stick to doing one thing. Like if you're saying, well, "Oh, you're going to be in charge of the rice," but then you do the rice, and then you're just waiting around when you have all your pots full of rice, waiting for it to boil. You know, and you're waiting around. What do you do next? So you try to get involved in something else, and then somebody you throw it. You, you, know, you throw it, and yeah, I don't know. I think that's when the chaos starts happening, and when you start yelling at us about like get back to our stations. So that's fun. Yeah, because this game is chaos. This this is like a party. Like whereas Division Two is fun, you guys are all working together. Overcooked Two. Is the same thing, but there's no, there's no peaceful moment in Overcooked too. You're all on a time limit. You're all trying to work. You're all trying to get this down. Everybody is in everybody else's way. Nobody wants to listen to anybody else. Everybody has an uh, attention span of like, you know, less than a goldfish. You know, I mean, I like somebody starts to spin his character around, doing nothing. It's so frustrating. (laughs) This this is a game. I promise you, I will figure out a way to to put up like a post of us playing because. This game has made me scream more than any other game in the last life. Yeah. I mean, that's necessary. (laughs) But uh, I, like, people just, uh, but it's a fun game. Anybody that has a chance to check this game out and you can play with one to two players or four players, it is a blast. Like, I have to say, I was angry the whole time. I was yelling at just about everybody for something different. Uh, and everybody, I get it. Like, I get it's fun to antagonize old Robert here. Like, I get it. Like, you old guys can push Robert. buttons and it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> but I think you're like the youngest I've one had a blast. In, out of the four of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we're all within like a year and a half to two years. I feel like, listen, when I play that game and I see all you acting like children, I feel like I'm an old man yelling at people. Like, it's just, it's worse than my kids because at least kids listen to you every once in a while. Yeah, we, 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 we cooked the rice and we chopped yeah, the, we we chopped the zucchini. We got three stars, dude. That's yeah, true. we have not yeah. failed one mission. That is true. Oh, we failed missions before. We just had to redo well, them. Well, that's yeah. because we have, yeah, but that means we've passed. That's a classic example of when you fall, you just get back up. That's right. You gotta get back. If you can't stay the heat, get out of the kitchen. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know in this case if that's a good idea. Maybe. 
Well, I don't think anybody burned anything last time. Oh, but, yeah, but you, uh, remember still. that you got all panicky and you got the fire extinguisher and you were using it on stuff that was supposed to be on fire. Oh, that's right. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought it was something that was on fire. <laughs> Why aren't you guys putting out the fire? There's a fire. <laughs> It's just part of the. It was part of the background. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, that that game is truly a blast. And uh, so, <laughs> I know it's getting a bit late for all of us. Uh, I really wanted to discuss two things real quick. I guess one. Uh, so we decided to do a to uh, do a new segment at, like every every month, which is we're all going to play one game. Uh, and then we're all going to discuss it. Like every month, one of us is going to pick a game. Uh, this first month, I am actually picking the game because uh, <laughs> I made the segment. Uh, and so the first game I want us all to play was uh, Wolfenstein: The New Order. This is a game that came out uh, oh about three years ago, I think. Now, uh, you know anybody that's played Wolfenstein kind of knows it's like a do- old Dune first-person shooter that. Uh, you just go around killing in Wolfenstein. You just wind up killing Nazis. But I really want all you guys to play this. Uh, I, I highly, re- I've, I highly recommend this game, and it is way better than I thought it would ever be. Especially since you wouldn't assume a game about just killing Nazis by a guy named BJ uh, is a a great story. And this game, I praise like I think it is one of the best like s- stories that kept me. Not not like an RPG story, but like just a story that amazed me throughout the whole thing, and I just wanted to keep seeing where it went and how it went. And I hope you guys, you know, get to play some of it. If you guys all want to join into the discussion, anybody listening, you know, you guys can pick it up. It's it's probably less than twenty bucks now because this new segment. I think what I wanted to do was just a game that's you know twenty dollars or below, or you know, kind of keep it in a budget so anybody can really play it and like at least spend ten hours playing it. Not like 45 minutes and make make your decisions based off of that, especially because I know the first level in this game is, while it's not, the, it's still good. It's not indicative of the rest of the game. Like you really need to get past the 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 opening credits of this game. But I hope you guys play this, and we'll talk about it in four weeks from now. I figure, you know, that that's plenty of time yeah. to play this game. I think at max, this game may be like a 16 sure. hour game. I'm gonna, I'm gonna play it. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah. Uh, so the other one is is we, you know we talk a lot about video games, but next week or next Sunday coming up, Game of Thrones. This Sunday. This Sunday. Yes. Oh, this yep. Sunday. Yeah. So we're all Game of Thrones fans. I don't think anybody <laughs> is not. Uh, and so we're going to spend the end of it every show talking about yeah. game I don't know if it'll be the end or the beginning because we might just want to like just spell it all out as soon as we start I know we gotta but do like we, we'll like, make sure we'll, we have to discuss we're gonna do like spoiler alerts or whatever you know because I don't want to I, I definitely don't want to spoil it for anybody no I mean it, it's basically I think that's why we'll put it at the end because we're just going to talk about the episode yeah. it is going to just be spoilers you can skip it if you okay. want you know I'll put the time codes and then that way we could just talk because we're gonna want to yeah. talk yeah like <laughs> I, I don't, I don't, you know, there'll be times and place for it. But other than that, like, uh, do you guys want to kind of just, what are your hot takes so far on, on Game of Thrones? What are you looking forward to or hoping to see in this, this, uh, you know, final season? I want oh, the Starks to come out on top. Yes, please, please. Like, just they, finally, do. finally seeing, like, you know, the, the, the good guys get a victory last season. 
finally. Like, oh, oh yeah. it was just seeing the banner fall down and seeing the star crest was so satisfying. And hopefully that it continues. <laughs> what about you, Andre? Yeah, I mean, the same. I mean, I don't know. Um, well, you know, you just bring that enthusiasm week after week, and we'll be all right. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. No, I, I, have I just, too. I I, I'm just skeptical uh, I of wanting like Jon Snow to be like sitting on the on the Iron Throne at the end because I know if he does, like, he's gonna fall over and die like in the last like two seconds, and it's gonna cut to black, and it's good. I, I, I know I don't want to be disappointed, so. You know, I don't think it's going to um, be like the no, Sopranos. I, I'm trying to keep my mind like open and not yeah, get Yeah, because vested. you know anybody is, like there's there's no forgiveness in the show. It's like anyone anything's game. Yeah, yeah. I just feel like whoever wins, I'm going to just be waiting. Okay, when is he going to die? Like, well, let's see. Like, when is the twist coming? You know. <laughs> What's is there like one? What's like one thing that you're really? Because one like I'll, I'll I'll start it off though. One thing I'm really looking forward to it. I hope it happens and it sets it up like it's going to happen is is uh, the hound and the mountain like finally facing off. Oh, yeah. But the mountain isn't really like he doesn't, I mean, it's not really who he was. He's not like Gregor anymore. It's not. Uh, yeah, he's a It's like it's, a, it's not zombie. as interesting in that case. I'm not as interested in that part. Okay, I guess. fair enough. Yeah, but I mean, like, the, the, it was there was recognition though in the in, you know when they finally saw each right. other. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which was actually I did like that. I did. I did enjoy. What, that. what what character you guys absolutely do not want to die? Like which which is one of you just rooting Daenerys. that? I don't want Daenerys yeah. to die. I That's don't. fair. Yes. Yeah. Mine is a kind of an. No, off- I'm, I'm a fan of hers. I, I am. Mine is Brienne. Brienne of Tarf. I, I don't want to see her oh, die. Oh yeah. Awesome. That's so good. Yeah. That's so good. I mean, like, I feel like it's gonna happen. I feel like he might. It's gonna happen, but I, I don't. I like Tyrion a lot. I've always liked Tyrion. Uh, yeah, I just. I, I hope nothing happens to him. But uh, I, I, <laughs> I like Samuel Tar- Tarly. <laughs> Sam Tarly. So <laughs> I just. I want him to I'm like. Not I, I want to see him. <laughs> <laughs> I like Sam. He's a good guy. I hope he, he is. Uh, he comes up all the time. He, I just want him to, you know, when it's all said and done, he can be in the library with, uh, what's her name? Uh, uh, I want to say Gilly. 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 Yeah, Gilly. Gilly. Oh, Gilly. Okay. And uh, I, if, if uh, Arya Stark, like, I just, I want to see her just kill anybody she wants. <laughs> like, I just, uh, I, I have a feeling it's not going to end well for for her and uh, Sansa. And yeah, Ian. I wonder about those but, two and their relationship. Well, actually, my, my I'm curious about. I can't even remember the name. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> I'm blanking. Like Cersei, who's, who's the queen? Cersei? Right? Okay. Yeah, Cersei. So Cersei, because she's not going up there to fight. Like, even if she sends troops, I don't see her going there. So, what is going to be the conclusion of her? You know, her story because. At Warsaw, something's going to happen. And I feel like she's just going to end up destitute. Like, there's nobody who's going to come by her side. I think. Right. Mm. Like, she's go- she's going to be on the throne, but everybody else is going to be dead. Oh, yeah. So she's going to find the oh, role, no. but there's going to be nobody I feel like- there. Like, I think I think she has the highest chance right now to end, like, on the throne. Oh, like, honestly. really? Like, I actually don't think yeah, that. Yeah. 
Oh, I feel like it's gonna be either. I think it's gonna be either like she kills Jamie somehow, or Jamie kills her. Like they end up having that ends mm-hmm. up having mm-hmm. to happen for some reason. I don't think Jamie would do it. Yeah, if that's why I think she would have to be. Sh- I, I think. I think exactly. That's what I'm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think. I think Jamie. I think Jamie will. Like, if anybody's going to kill her, it's going to be Jamie. I don't think either that or it's going to, and I don't think it's going to happen. But it would also be uh, the mountain. Like somehow, my like the like what's his name the uh, the night ki- yeah or like the night king is going to take possession of him and then like wind up killing her at the end or something like that. Like I don't know because I think the night king that is guy, going. To, I, I don't know. A, he's like impossible to beat like you see everything you're like what the he (laughs) took the dragon onto his own troops and now he i mean like he's impossible like i wonder how how in the hell they're gonna even defeat him i just don't i don't see it i'm very curious as to how that is going that that'll come to a head right because and it's it is so go ahead ahead. oh no because it's like like I don't know what's going to happen, but I think the battle for Winterfell is like the third episode out of the six. So, <laughs> like, it's, I don't know what's going to happen in those last oh three, or God. if that's the big climactic battle, because that's where everything is going to be thrown at between the Night King and you know the uh, the, the, the world of man. Else. Yeah, so <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, I just don't know what's happening. Like the fact that there's you know Cersei is still She's in their like, own down bubble. South. She really, she has yeah. no clue. Like, she's the least involved in that whole thing. And I don't know, maybe she's just going to have a rude awakening. Maybe that's what's going to happen is that they're just going to come in and she's just not going to be prepared. I don't even know if Jamie's mm. necessary for that. I think that, that she may just go down with that battle. Mm. Uh, I can't. So I'm a, I, I, I can't wait. I just saw it. Can't wait. <laughs> yeah, I'm so, I am like pumped about this. I, I, I mean, we've been waiting what like two, two years, years the, almost uh, two years last season. Yeah. Oh my god! Especially the way that because I had I had just gotten HBO and I just watched that final episode uh, in the last season before this. You know when they finally meet everybody and Tyrion meets uh, Cersei and you know all those talks and it's just. I can't wait to see what happens with this. It's, it's only six episodes. I mean, I think most of the episodes are... The first two are, like, the shortest. that are, like, a little over an hour. And everything else is, like, anywhere between an hour and, like, 15 to, like, an hour yeah. and a half. Like, ugh. <sighs> what are we going to watch? What are we going to watch after that? <laughs> I don't know. What well, I, mean, I think they the just announced, like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh... All right, I think with that that statement, we're gonna we're gonna close it out. It's getting really late here. Uh, I think we all have to work early in the morning, or at least I do, and I think Andre might too. So, yep. <laughs> <laughs> let's uh, let's close it out. Thanks everybody for listening, uh, and we will see you guys next week. Bye. 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 Thank you, everybody, for listening to this episode of Side Scrolls. We really appreciate it. If you enjoyed this podcast, please like, rate, subscribe, and share to all your friends and family. And if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, please contact us at our email, sidescrolls at gmail.com, or tweet us at sidescrollspod. We're excited and looking forward to evolving and growing our humble podcast together with you guys. Thanks, and have a great day.